We're talking NFL report cards for these NFL teams. Lamar Jackson, maybe some correlation there between uh, uh, some of this stuff. We're going to discuss more Aaron Rodgers, more Alvin Kamara, more A.J. Brown talk, the Giants, a whole bunch of combine and uh, NFL draft-related stuff. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? This is your boy Smitty here to discuss... What's going on with my, my screens? There we go. Here to discuss uh, the a whole bunch of stuff, a plethora of information relating to Alvin Kamara, to Lamar Jackson, to Aaron Rodgers, to NFL team report cards, to AJ Brown on Twitter, to the Giants and what do they do with Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. The window is approaching on on March 7 where these clubs have to uh, designate and slap franchise tags on players. And so Lamar Jackson and Saquon Barkley, uh, you've got uh, you got so many Danny Dimes, you got so many situations. Tony Pollard, where this tag is going to be used or not used, we don't know for certain. On in some of these cases, just a lot of speculation. Uh, but we will be going over all that and more. Let's hit the news desk from the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk. Here is your breaking news. So uh, we're going to kick it off with Lamar Jackson. We've got a little bit of Lamar Jackson uh, news to discuss. And I know a lot of people are, are tired of hearing about some of these same quarterbacks over and over. But I, I promise you, March 7 is approaching. It is March 2. And so we've got new news pretty much creeping in every single day. It's not like we're we're discussing the same scenario exactly uh, time and time again, but we are talking about some of the same names over and over, but this is an exciting time. As much as we might be tired of talking about this, talking about that over and over, we are in a situation where these chapters of our offseason, different chapters are going to close, and we're going to kind of miss it. We're going to miss talking about Lamar and Aaron Rodgers once this is all resolved, and we'll have more stuff stuff to discover and, and talk about, though. But Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> we're hearing a whole, all kinds of different reports from one source to the next source. Uh, there was a report earlier today. I don't know if I dragged it on screen. This might be it right here. Uh, where Where is that at? Let's see here. I have a Lamar Jackson piece of news here. I think, yeah, I think this is it right here. Um, yeah, this came from uh, Calais Campbell on NFL Network. He said that Lamar Jackson, on, on Lamar Jackson, he wants to get a deal done. And that's the most important part. Sometimes guys who are are a part of a team and don't want to be there anymore, they use free agency as an opportunity to go elsewhere. But he wants to be with the Ravens, says Calais Campbell. Now, we don't know how much information, inside information, Calais Campbell has in the situation. To be quite honest with you, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm you know, this isn't like. A, a quote or a piece of information that really sways me all that much into thinking that Lamar's he's going to stay in Baltimore. These two sides are reportedly over a hundred million dollars apart in guaranteed money. These two sides, there's friction between them right now. Uh, the Ravens are have done a piss poor job supporting Lamar Jackson, and that's the that's putting it lightly. That's being very very unfair to the actual situation. This team is not 
setting him up or the players around him for success. And 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 there's so much so that there's this uh, squabble uh, that's taking place on on Twitter here uh, between. Let me put this up here between Rashad Bateman, who I'm not trying to suggest Rashad Bateman has any sort of. And this is a guy I was very very down on when everybody said, "Oh my God, look at his metrics. He's he's so amazing. His separation and his target rate and his his breakout year. He's such a good prospect. He's going to be an amazing wide receiver." Uh, once, maybe in fantasy football, you're going to see. I didn't see it. I still don't. So I'm not defending him as a player. I don't believe in Rashad Bateman. Uh, but but uh, Eric DaCosta on problems drafting wide receivers, he responded this way, the, the, the GM, okay, for the Ravens. If I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. We're going to keep swinging for wide receivers is what he's saying. This pissed Bateman off. And I can understand why. Like, a lot of people are mad at Bateman. A lot of people are attacking Bateman on Twitter. They're attacking uh, DaCosta. They're attacking Bateman. They're attacking the Ravens. There's a lot of negativity on Twitter. Twitter's all over the place. There's always two or three sides on, on a Twitter fight, you know, no matter how right or wrong some side is. <laughs> so Twitter's crazy. Um, but Bateman responded and replied to this this post here and said, How about you play your player to your player's strength? strength? And stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, and blame, uh, and and blame the one you let do this. We take heat twenty four seven and and keep us healthy, care about us, and see what happen. Ain't no promises though. Tired of you all lying and capping on players for no reason. This was Bateman. Bateman lost it. Now, how much does Bateman? How much of what Bateman's saying? Uh, makes sense. Okay, let, let's let's think about it this way. Let me put this over here in case we need to reference this again. Bateman going off on DaCosta. I've been saying for quite some time the Ravens are running a piss poor operation, and that's me me being very gentle, a very piss poor operation. And, and I know Ravens fans will probably be mad at me. Ravens fans are very very they defend their team, um, very very uh, it's admirable. How, how loyal Ravens fans are. But if you if you believe your franchise is doing the right things, you're very blinded to it, or you're just going to defend it to defend it. You're not even being honest with yourself. You guys don't set up Lamar for success. You don't want to pay him right now, which is going to be pe- it's gonna be peanuts later. This amount of money that Lamar's asking for, it seems like a lot of money to a lot of people right now that don't that aren't diving into contracts and the, the percentage of growth in contracts from year to year to year. The, the salary cap has increased 22% over the last two years with the Amazon and YouTube uh, uh, digital products that are going to bring in and funnel so much more money into the NFL and, 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 the, and the coffers. The NFL is going to, the salary cap is going to go up projected another 20 plus percent over the next two years. This $230 million guaranteed deal that Lamar's been seeking, that the Ravens are literally $100 million off, according to some reports. Now, we don't know how accurate that is. Could it be $80 million? Could it be? But they're reportedly off about $100 million. This contract's going to be nothing in two years. It's going to be $300 to $350 million guaranteed plus in two and a half years' time. So you either don't believe in Lamar, which I kind of don't blame the Ravens in one respect because he's been injured two years in a row. He busted for half a season the year prior. He's had nothing but 
uh, lack of success the last three years in Baltimore. Okay, flip the script. How much of that is on the Ravens? A lot of it. Regardless, the, the relationship isn't working because Lamar's not producing or staying healthy, and the, the club's making them run too much. They're not bringing in wide receivers. In fact, they're sending wide receivers packing. Trading away Hollywood Brown to my Arizona Cardinals was one of the dumbest moves they could have made. Lamar needs support. Lamar Jackson needs a top 10 wide receiver. Lamar Jackson's not incapable of making good wide receivers. The Ravens don't provide him with it. And what do the Ravens want to do? Hey, let's... Let's walk into 2022. This is one year ago from today. Let's walk into 2022 and let's go all heavy running. Let's let's go go full go run. Full send the running game. Let's double the running pr- productivity. Let's go with the two ACL boys. We got JK and who was it? Gus the Bus. The two ACL, the all ACL team. Let's go run heavy because that won't fall on Lamar. That won't fall on Lamar. Hey, let's dial down the pass. Let's trade away Hollywood Brown. And let's go run heavy with our two our two ACL recovering players. Who's that going to fall on? Lamar's shoulders. What does Lamar do? Run more than ever. Lamar gets hurt again. This Ravens team is going to make Lamar Jackson a bust. And if this is true from Clayus Campbell that Lamar is trying to work it out, Lamar would rather go to Baltimore than another location, then Lamar doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, if Lamar wants out, if Lamar wants to go to Atlanta, if Lamar wants to go to Miami and and send Tua back so there's no confusion, whatever the case may be, and that probably won't happen because the the Miami Dolphins don't have a 2023 first rounder and the other trade packages are just going to look a little bit better. But maybe Lamar says, I want to go to Miami only and I'm I'm not going to sign an extension with anybody else, so send me to Miami. It's possible. We don't really fully know anything's possible. But if this guy doesn't want to go to Miami... If he doesn't want to go to the Raiders, which are third on my list, not not first or second, uh, uh, fourth on my list probably, I would say Falcons, the Jets, no, Falcons, the Miami Dolphins, the Jets, and then the Raiders. If Lamar would rather go back to Baltimore and play with no wide receivers in an inept, uh, uh, an inept club to a lot of to a lot of, a lot of degrees, we'll get into that in a second. Rather than go to one of those locations, then I don't know that I believe in Lamar anyway. Like, if, I, I believe Lamar could get out of this bust rut that he's in if he goes somewhere amazing where he gets support and he doesn't need to run 195 to 210 times a season where he's going to get injured. He needs to run more around the 120 to 140, probably be more efficient too running the ball. So the yardage and production might not even be all that crazy different. But Lamar can't be running 200 times a season, and he, he has to in Baltimore. He's a bust in Baltimore. They don't support him. Could they maybe draft a Quentin Johnston in, at, with this number, what, 20, uh, 22 overall pick? Do the Ravens have 22 overall? Maybe. Maybe they start supporting him now. And maybe I, I start, you know, watching and say, you know what, maybe they'll do something different. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. But as it stands right now, if Lamar Jackson would rather return to the Baltimore Ravens versus go to a new home, an exciting new home, with wide receivers galore in Miami, or uh, Devontae Adams in Las Vegas, or Garrett Wilson in a Brees Hall and one of the best defense, if not if not the best defense in the league in the, in the New York football Jets, or uh, to the Falcons where he could throw to Kyle Pitts his new, his new Mark Andrews, and Drake London who is 
10 times the wide receiver that Hollywood Brown could ever be, then, then Lamar Jackson's not that guy. If this is true. And, and, and to speak to how bad this, this Baltimore Ravens situation is, here is the report card for the, the, the whole league. Okay. And look at the Baltimore Ravens who rank and let, and let's not, let's not pretend like my Cardinals are all that hot either. Look at my Cardinals. I'm not, I'm not defending anybody. The Cardinals are second to last worst team in the league, ranked 31st in report card, uh, constructed and, and, and collected by player votes and player, uh, player comments. So the Cardinals are 31st. F, F minus, F minus, A, A minus. What's the A minus in? It's in strength coaches. Cardinals have an A minus in strength coaches. They love their strength coach. F, uh, B plus, F, B plus. What are the two B pluses in? Let's look at the top. Training staff and team travel. So the Cardinals travel well. No, yeah, B plus. Great. Awesome job, Cardinals. In the middle of this screen, you see the Ravens. C plus. Let me let me get a pointer here so we can you can follow along with me. One second. Let's let's go ahead and uh I'm gonna make a, a little pointer. And that way I can drag it on screen. Okay, so right here. Ravens. C plus. And and this is for uh this is for treatment and facilities. Let me let me zoom in and then I'll drag this down so you can see the head the headers. So Ravens um are are right smack in the middle here. Um, when I when I zoom in, they're not looking like they're in the middle, but they're ranked uh, number seventeenth overall. Um, so we got the Ravens. Let me make these dashes. The plus pluses are driving me nuts. Okay. Um, C plus in treatment and facilities, food and nutrition B minus, uh, weight room C plus. Well, that's 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 ridiculous. I mean, how would you have a C plus weight room? F, uh, F minus in strength coaches. Look at that straight down the list. Is there even another really even bad grade? Falcons got a D minus. I believe he's gone. So Falcons need to change that, especially if they bring in Lamar. <laughs> let's not let's not go with more bad. Okay, D minus. Everybody's strength coaches A plus or B. Uh, except for the Falcons and the Ravens. Do I have that right? Yeah. So you have a, 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 a piss poor strength and conditioning coaches set up here for this guy, Lamar Jackson, who was not recovering from his knee injury fast at all, if you remember correctly. And so you got a C in training room. So your facilities are a C. Your training room's a C. Your training staff's a B+. Plus. Your locker room is an A. Nice job there. And team travel is an A. The, 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 like this, what my point being, this organization is not an organization that I would want to play for, especially when they do things like trade away your top wide receiver. I just think if Lamar Jackson wants success, he's got he's got to move on. He's got to move on. He's got to be smart enough to move on. If he's not smart enough to move on. I'm not predicting big things out of them in Baltimore in 2023. It's going to be more of the same because by looking at the way that team grades by its own players, 
with a new offense under Munkin. It's going to be a whole new system too. So Lamar is learning a whole new system in the same old place with no wide receiver support. Maybe they draft a wide receiver, sure, but they'll probably screw that up too. This is not the place for Lamar to play. Lamar needs to go elsewhere. So hopefully Clayus Campbell's wrong and that's not Lamar's intention. Even if it is Lamar's intention, the Ravens are doing everything they can to not get him signed to an extension. He's going to get franchise tagged unless some kind of miracle happens between now and March 7 when the franchise tag will get slapped on him. Um, I'm sorry, Nico. I'm sorry I'm hurting your feelings about the Ravens, but I'm sure you probably feel like some of this is true. You know, and, and look at my Cardinals, Nico. My Cardinals were 31st on that chart. My Cardinals are a disaster, Nico. I'm not I'm not biased toward any specific team due to fandom or anything like that. I shoot it straight. And my Cardinals are 31st, and you know what? They deserve to be there until they turn things around. We got a new coach. Um, we're cleaning house. Maybe this is the, the difference maker for us. I don't know. But all I know is culture needs to change. Kyler needs to change. Kyler needs to, to prove something. If the Cardinals were smart, if the Cardinals wanted to flip the script on that, they would be very, very apt and open-minded to taking Richardson or Bryce Young at this three-pick. But I don't think this team's going to do that because they're talking up Kyler Murray like he's the second coming of, the, of, the, of Patrick Mahomes. And I just think it's ridiculous because I don't believe in Kyler Murray. Not to the tune of a, a championship caliber you know, type of player. Um, terrible strength. Guy was terrible, though. No wonder we had so many injuries. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know what to say here other than hopefully Lamar's headed to the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Raiders, or the Jets. We we just I would love to see it. I'd love to see Lamar get a fair shake, and hopefully he knows that he needs to go there. Aaron Rodgers news. We got more A-Rod news. Um, this one right here, we, we, we're going to touch briefly on this because we just did this on the other show before this, so I don't want to touch too much on it and, and, and wear out, you know, content we've already talked about, but, uh, let's see the Panthers called and said, Hey, we're interested in Aaron Rodgers," which I said on, on the last show that that's cute. It's real cute that they want to be in the Aaron Rodgers game. <laughs> You're not, you mean, I, I want to, I want to live on Mars. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, Packers dead money charge would jump from 40 million to 60 million if they move on from Aaron Rodgers and to my knowledge from multiple sources and again this is above anybody's pay grade like us you know because there's contracts that we don't have access to and there's there's verbiage and and, and lawyer speak and things that 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 have different uh triggers and and such and different time frames and and uh, loopholes and whatever that to my knowledge if the Packers want to offset the 60 million or spread it across multiple years in Aaron Rodgers contract. He can't be traded until June one, which means that the acquiring team, if they want to play ball with that request, well, we'll trade him to you, but we can't trade him until June one. So we can spread out the 60 million over multiple years. Otherwise they got to take a one lump sum hit, which is horrible and brutal uh, for the 2023 season. If they do believe they can win with Jordan love, uh, they may want to take the whole lump at front and take their lumps up front, but we don't know. But this puts a complexity in, in, a, in a trade involving Aaron Rodgers. So um, keep that in mind when teams are potentially going after A-Rod, that there's there's some complexities involved. Uh, this one right here is, let's see, where's the other Aaron Rodgers news? 
this one right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this on the last show. I, I don't feel like this has any legs. But then again, you know, this is why we have this is why we've talked about the Miami Dolphin quarterback spot. If it's not Tua being moon man capable and and this uh, Kirk uh, Ben Kirk um, friend and former teammate of Aaron Rodgers has an interesting opinion on where number 12 will play next year. Aaron is going to end up with either the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins. Um, if I had to really guess, I'd say the Dolphins, which is very, very interesting. Um, I, I've said this before. Nobody's going to Miami unless the player says, I only want to go to Miami, meaning I don't think Aaron Rodgers or Lamar, it's going to be their requested destination because of Tua's involvement in the the the, the cloudiness potentially of who's starting. And I don't want to face a competition. I don't want to have that over my shoulder. Um, and, 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 and can the Miami Dolphins pay the bag? when they have Tua on roster. So Tua might have to be sent back in the trade, not to be a big part of the trade by any means. So you don't need to say, Smitty, no one's trading for Tua. I'm not saying that, but Tua might be sent away as more of a, let's get rid of this potential locker room issue. And and so could there be a world where Aaron Rodgers or Lamar says, I want to go to Miami and only Miami. And they have control. They have a little bit of power in this situation because because if Aaron Rodgers d- doesn't want to go anywhere but Miami and he says facilitate a trade to Miami or I retire, the Green Bay Packers are going to lose uh, out on a first rounder or multiple first rounders that they can get for Aaron Rodgers. And and even though the Miami Dolphins may not have a 2023 first, and let's say the Raiders say we'll give you our number seven overall pick, which they have, and that's a much more attractive offer to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers might say, I'm not playing for the Green Bay Packers. I'll retire. So there is something to the effect of Aaron Rodgers and Lamar forcing a trade to where they want to go. And so Miami's in play. Uh, it's just, it's a little more complicated. But but could I envision a world where Lamar or Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Dolphins? I, I guess I could. But Tua would have to be removed from the situation, uh, most certainly. This piece of news, we'll move on to Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara has pled uh, not guilty to conspiracy to commit battery, which is a misdemeanor, and a substantial and and, uh, and substantial bodily harm, which is the felony. So, um, the if for any reason he pleads and takes a deal because he can't settle, there's no settling in a criminal trial. It's called you plea. You're admitting some form of guilt. One way or the other, almost 95% of the time. Um, there are situations where you would neither admit guilt or innocence. And in the eyes of the NFL, it's probably still going to be looked at to some degree as a form of admission of guilt, regardless of that that technicality in the courtroom. So a plea would be considered a form of admission to a degree to the NFL. If, let's say, Alvin Kamara is able to pay a whole lot of medical bills to the said uh, victim because there's no settlement. This is not a money grab, even though money grab is kind of a money grab in a sense could be injected into the situation referring, referring to the medical expenses, which could be way above what is actually the amount, right? So let's say there's an extreme amount of medical bills that will be paid to this guy that have nothing to do with the civil case that 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 guy's going to definitely make bank on with Camara. 
it's possible that he does he is presented with an opportunity to plead guilty to the misdemeanor alone. And and what does that mean for the NFL? The NFL with the optics, the bad optics of the video, the fact that he was arrested, the fact that he was actually indicted and he's admitting some sort of some sort of of guilt tying him to all of the the video and footage and all that. There's a chance that he does still face a lengthy suspension, but if he does plead to the lesser charge, the misdemeanor of conspiracy, not the actual bodily harm, and they don't have him tied to that second more uh, more serious the felony charge, he could. You, there's a there's a there's a way this guy could get four to six games, and, and then the NFL looks really horrible, like they they usually do with these types of things. So your guess is as good as mine at this point. Um, Tony can call. Hopefully, Tony can call in at some point. I'd love to have Tony's opinion on this. Baked in boys, if you're watching, you can dial in as well. Um, but Alvin Kamara is headed to court on July 31st at 10 a.m. This will probably be a speedy process because Alvin Kamara, as Tony pointed out when he was on our show last talking about this, it's in Alvin Kamara's best interest to make it a speedy trial so he can get back on the field as soon as possible. Whereas if he tried to, to let's say, delay this. The NFL would most likely with the actual because it's different than before. Last year he wasn't he wasn't uh, indicted. There, the video footage, a quality version was not released with different angles. He's got a lot going against him right now to where the NFL would most likely put him on paid leave and 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 not allow him to play, not punish him because they're paying him, but put him on paid leave. So there, there'll be more on this um, to come. So get ready for for more Alvin Kamara news, but yes, Alvin Kamara did plead not guilty during his arraignment on charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. More to come on that, and Baked in Boys with Tony Collin will definitely discuss that. Uh, again, this was that piece um, regarding the, the Bateman situation. More on Lamar to come. DeAndre Swift, this piece of news. Actually, let's get to A.J. Brown because we're going to go in order here. A.J. Brown, uh, this little number, this was interesting. Um... It looks like uh, Juju had, had, had um, AJ Brown sent a message to Juju Smith-Schuster after the Chiefs wide receiver mocked him and his teammates on TikTok, and 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 Juju's no stranger to social media and drama, and so uh, AJ Brown had this to say: "Who's an absolute monster?" Um, AJ Brown to the moon. He's part of the tripod stack and and the 2022 Moon Men list. The tripod, also likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, are constructed using burrow or hertz, chase or a JB hull or walker. I mean, just an absolute monster, this A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown says this, you really need to find you someone else to play with. You don't let that, uh, don't let that ring get, get you beat. Uh, I think he says beat down. I, I, oh, let me see. Oh, beat up. So it's down below. It says, don't let that ring get you beat. TF the F up uh, because I'm with all because I'm with all the dumb she I'm not going to speak on no more um, I don't play with them kids games if you want to see me I'm with it go to Cabo and enjoy your ring and I don't know what the rest of that said but anyway there's a whole lot of beef going on between AJ Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster but I got I got news for AJ Brown he's no I'm sorry, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's no A.J. Brown. He's no A.J. Brown. Not to mention, look at the two guys. A.J. Brown would clobber 
Juju Smith-Schuster. He pulled an Alvin Kamara on him. This A.J. Brown is a monster. He's built like a truck. There's a photo out there. I think people forget what that photo looks like. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But there's a photo of A.J. Brown standing next to D.K. Metcalf. Uh, D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown photo. Let me let me find this. This is that famous photo of these two gentlemen standing side by side. Let me put it on screen here so you guys can see it. And and you tell me, you tell me which player looks bigger. Like it's actually pretty crazy um, that people actually run their mouth about how AJ Brown's small. AJ Brown, because I used to say AJ Brown, it reminds me a lot of Calvin Johnson. And people would say you're absolutely crazy. Calvin Johnson was huge, and Calvin Johnson was taller. But AJ Brown is such a monster. And so let me show you real quickly this photo. I'll have to show you on my phone. Um, here, here's the photo. This is the famous photo of the two guys standing standing side by side. Uh, AJ Brown doesn't look that much smaller than DK Metcalf. Okay, you know you're gonna mess with this guy, Juju. This guy on the left looks almost exactly as big as the guy on the right, and that guy on the right is DK Metcalf. So when when people run their mouth about AJ Brown not being as big as really any other wide receiver in the league, this guy's a truck. And Juju's in for a, a rude awakening. <laughs> if he's going to keep messing with our boy A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown isn't going to play around. He's made it very clear. Uh, New York Giants. Um, this news is 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 going to be ongoing for the next you know 48, uh, maybe even like four days, 48 hours to four days. Uh, GM, uh, GM of the Giants talking about that... Um, they aren't close, Danny Dimes, in the in the organization on an extension for Danny Dimes. He's looking more and more and more likely to get tagged uh, or, or slapped with the franchise tag. My guess is it'll be the non-exclusive tag, which will be the two first-rounders as compensation if a team goes and offers Danny Dimes a contract because on a non-exclusive franchise tag, you can be offered deals by teams. And ultimately, the Giants have the, the the full control of matching the offer. And if they don't want to match the contract offer that is slapped on Danny Dimes' uh, doorstep, well, then then the Giants will get two first-round picks. Okay, And one of them needs to be the 2023 first-round pick. You can't even negotiate with Danny Dimes if you don't have a first-round pick in 2023. Those are the rules of the franchise, the non-exclusive franchise tag and how the process works. So in the case of Miami Mike in Miami, he can't actually even try and go get Daniel Jones because they don't have a, a first-round pick in 2023, and you it's required. So Danny Dimes is probably getting franchise tag, which means that Saquon Barkley... And the and the Giants must come to a, a, a contract uh, agreement, or they're losing Saquon. Saquon's headed to free agency. You can't franchise tag Saquon unless you've got a, a a crazy good plan in place to go get Richardson, the rookie QB. I had someone on hold, but they didn't want to stay there. Uh, dial in if you wanna you wanna hang tight. We'll call you Mister Impatient, but I'm more than willing to have you jump on and, and conversate with me. But in the middle of a, a of my sentence. Uh, Daniel Jones, there's unless there's a huge plan in place for Dable to get Richardson, who I think he he's enamored by him. The Giants love, they love Anthony Richardson, this this rookie quarterback that's very raw. He has a lot of Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen to his game. The inconsistency, the 
inaccuracies, but all of the raw talent, the physical ability to run the ball, throw the ball, a cannon of an arm, a bad completion percentage that usually doesn't translate at the NFL level unless the right coach and and uh, uh, teachers are in front of him to retool and, and make him an accurate quarterback. Keep in mind, Josh Allen was coined as a very inaccurate quarterback. Very inaccurate quarterback. Um, and then, uh, D- you know, Dable got his hands on him and turned him into a monster. Uh, keep in mind that uh, Jalen Hurts was coined as a very inaccurate quarterback, but he got the right coaching and tooling, and now look at how am- amazing he is. So Richardson in New York would be fantastic. And if they could franchise tag Saquon Barkley and and draft Richardson, that would be unbelievable, and I'd be all on board that because Dable would make Richardson a monster. The problem is the Giants have the 25th overall pick, and Richardson could go as high as he could go as high as two or three overall, like in, in a trade, not to the Cardinals, but it could go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. It could go quarterback, quarterback, uh, you know, defensive player, quarterback. But Richardson, in my opinion, is going to climb after his combine and how impressive he's going to be because um, he's going to ball out at the combine. He's going to prove he's not scared to do it on, on his pro day. He's not scared to do it at the combine. Why? While Bryce Young is going to avoid doing some stuff at the combine, and that's not going to be a, a really good look unless his, his pro day is so amazing that it just erases the memories of him not wanting to do anything at this combine situation. Uh, but but Danny Dimes most likely going to get tagged unless Dable's got some you know, grand plan in place. Um, and uh, so, you know, that, that means Saquon's probably hitting free agency. Where's Saquon going to go? Where's Saquon going to go? Is he going to Philly? Is he going to, uh, is he going to the, the Broncos? Is he go- There's so many rumors all over the place. Saquon Barkley, if we look at the free agent running back board, um, these are the RBs, and Saquon's on this list because until he's franchise tagged or signed, he's got to be. Tony Pollard, until he's franchise tagged, he's staying on this list. Josh Jacobs, until he's franchise tagged, he's staying on this list. But um, could Barkley be in Buffalo? Could he be in Miami? I could see him in Miami with, with Mike McDaniel, Cincinnati, uh, Las Vegas. I don't think that they're going to do that if they're just going to let him walk. But Barkley's a better running back, so I could understand, hey, let's swap him out. Let's pay big bucks for him, but not for him. I can I can get behind that. Um, Carolina, uh, I, I, the Gi- Giants, like I said, the Giants could sign him to an extension or franchise tag him if they work out a deal with Danny Dimes. The Eagles would be scary. And the Chicago Bears, I could kind of see that, to be honest. But uh, it depends on what these clubs want to do. But Barkley is dangerous in a lot of these spots. And to be honest with you, there's not a lot of them that I don't like. So Barkley's value in 2023, if you ask me, in on another team, the likelihood of Barkley being more valuable, I would probably say... I would probably say he's more valuable in another location. I mean, looking at that that list, there's there's too many good spots. I don't find a spot that, that I say, that's worse than New York. I, it's either equal to New York or, or better. Um, but Barkley... Oh my God, don't joke with me about Philly and Saquon. Hey, bro, look, Philly's a a move away from being the best team in the National Football League, hands down. And I hate to break it to all the Eagle haters out there. Hey, Eagle hater. Eagle hater. I hate to break it to you. But the Eagles have the 30th overall pick in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. Oh, and they have the 10 pick. I forgot to tell you, they got the 10 pick. Sleep tight, young man. Sleep tight.
you've just been Smitty disapproved. Totally, totally disapprove Eagle haters that just want to hate on a team that, that almost won the Super Bowl, that was an underdog, that's a great club, that has uh, uh, players that are fun to root for. Yeah, the fan base can get a little crazy. I get the 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 animosity between fan bases, and I, I get it. But to not root for, what, Jalen Hurts, so many obstacles in front of him. Do people not realize they literally could draft somebody with the 10 pick that is so impacting it's unbelievably hard to even fathom and then on top of that they have the 30 overall pick in the first round that they could do the same thing they could draft two defensive monsters and then they could technically bring in Saquon Barkley because running backs are affordable believe it or not they're affordable contracts and you can move money around what if the Eagles draft two defensive monsters with number 10 and number 30 and they bring in Saquon Barkley what is what are Eagle haters gonna say then? Bruce, what are Eagle haters gonna say at that point? Uh I don't know. I really don't probably that uh we we said the wrong thing about the wrong team. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll find something. Uh so yeah, da- yeah. Danny Dimes, do you think Danny I Dimes hope. do you think Danny Dimes gets franchise tag, Bruce? I think he does. I hope not, but probably. Yeah, I think he has to because unless they're going to draft Richardson and they don't have a draft pick yet, they could trade for it, but they don't have a draft pick. They're in the, the, the 20s, they have 25 or whatever whatever draft selection they have. 25, is it? They don't have – they're not in a position yeah. to get – they can't get Levis to Beaver. They can't get Le, Levis to Beaver. We call him Levis to Beaver. They can't get Richardson. They can't get Bryce Young. They can't get Stroud. They can't get – uh, they can't get any. I don't even know if they could get Hooker at that point, to be honest with you, because I think it's going to go QB, 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 and the Cardinals may trade out of this pick, or it's at least going to go QB, QB, defensive player, QB, and then and then and then well, Hooker goes before probably even twenty. So so they have to trade up. So if they trade up, they get Richardson. I I really believe that Dable wants Richardson. I'm hearing things that New York's infatuated with them. Dable loves him. I think they want to try that, but but. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't do anything. Doesn't matter if you have five Saquon Barkleys on your roster that you could rotate through. Doesn't matter. You can't do anything without a quarterback. So they have to. They have to franchise tag Danny Dimes, and they're just working their tail off to sign Barkley. I kind of predict that, that that Danny Dimes does not sign an extension. I just don't see how it's possible. Nor do I think that the team really wants to do it. Obviously. Because that's a lot of money for a guy that hasn't yet proven it. But Saquon Barkley's an RB. And he's not going to cost all that much. And you can make it a as team-friendly deal as you can with upfront money and such. That I think ultimately they get a deal done with Barkley. And then they just franchise tag Danny Dimes. But it's a race to who signs the contract first and the other gets tagged. Actually, I have a, a spot that I'd like. For Barkley to go where Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I'd like them to cut Joe Mixon and put Barkley in there. That'd be great, bro. That'd be great. I mean, on the free agent board, it's def- definitely one of the teams we talked about. Um, these are the free agent running backs, and these are all the locations. And Cincinnati is 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 definitely uh, one of the better locations. I think Miami, Cincy, Buffalo, and Philly are the, the the top four locations for an RB like Saquon, a top, top guy. Tony Pollard probably getting tagged by Dallas, but maybe Tony Paul, maybe Dallas wants to go after Bijan. And if they do, 
then I don't think they're tagging Tony Pollard. So that would be a, a nice, that would be a tell. You know, and then and I like Tony Pollard in Dallas because he's proven there. You know, they you know we know what we're getting, and it's a high octane offense, top five statistical offense, pretty much every year. So I love Tony Pollard there, but Tony Pollard and Cincy, Tony Pollard and in Philly, those would be good things too. Yeah, like you said uh, on your one video, McCarthy said, "I want to pound out in the rock." I got that right here. You Hold know. on, let's 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 read it here. This from from Mister. McCarthy himself, who, you know, is kind of throwing his coaching staff under the bus. And I don't know how much I believe in McCarthy, to be honest with you. We'll see. He's made some dumb comments lately, but I do like this comment. I just want to run the damn ball. Like, uh, that, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Give the ball to Tony Pollard, but will he have success? Does he know what he's doing? Can he play call? Why is he why is he picking apart more in front of everybody in public? Why is he making a disgrace of himself in that context? I don't know. Why you gotta air dirty laundry? Why you gotta talk bad about more? Why do you gotta do that when you haven't now you now you're putting your, a lot of pressure on yourself and this could come back to bite you really hardcore if you don't do things right. So I don't I don't like that, but at the same time, you know, I, I think Tony Pollard's in for a big, big, big season, and they need to use him. They need some kind of shakeup in terms of how to utilize him. And if if more in that situation was all about a, a divide, then I am all for a change to to see if maybe the the thinking is going to be it's all Pollard, and then Zeke will spell him. If Zeke even stays, Zeke could be released. There's no guaranteed money for Zeke Elliott in 2020. Three. There's 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 a there's a cap hit and all that, but there's no guaranteed money for Zeke. So the restructuring is his only shot. I don't think Zeke Elliott's starting anywhere. And given the the plethora of rookie running backs that are available in this draft class, given the plethora of running backs that are free agents and the very minimal amount of of starting job vacant, totally blatantly vacant. Uh, totally uh, open spots for a starting RB. Given the the seven or eight spots that are available, Zeke has zero shot at landing a starting gig. So if he wants to be even remotely productive, he needs to restructure his deal, or they're going to cut him. Well, if the Bengals do cut Mixon, do you think he'd get a starting job or now? I think he's more likely than everybody, but. Saquon Pollard, and uh, so if we threw Mixon on this board, it'd be Jacobs, Barkley, and Pollard, and I think Mixon would be probably the next best back to a team. Uh, Monty Hunt, Jamal—they're all pretty close, but I think Mixon, Mixon's falling off, but I think he will because he's Mixon, because he's got a a track record and. Because I think some teams don't really know when a player is dropping off or they don't really believe what we believe that when you hit a certain age and a certain amount of mileage, it, there's really no, it's a point of no return really. But if Mixon, let's say, went to Miami for as many games as he could stay healthy, he'd probably be pretty darn good. Miami's just that good. That Miami's just a different, it's like a fountain of youth, you know, or, or it uh, is an ampl- it amplifies your talents. So All they need is a quarterback. A good one. Yeah. I mean, Tua, Tua, even with Tua, they if, actually did pretty good. If Tua could stay healthy, Tua would be fine. But it's just, you know, Miami, Mike cannot rely upon Tua. He can't. Um, this other piece of news here, DeAndre Swift, speaking to the media from the NFL Combine Lions head coach Dan Campbell, alluded 
to uh, a plan to limit running back DeAndre Swift's workload in the coming season. Um, That's bad news. Why do they hate this guy? Why do they hate this guy? I mean, you, you can't be afraid of him getting, unless he's hurt right now, you can't be afraid of him getting hurt and not use him. I, I It's just, it's ridiculous. I have, I get the sense that DeAndre Swift is never going to stay healthy. And and if he if he was capable of it, the team is not wanting to run the ball with him. I I can't stand it, and I don't think I can draft Swift in twenty twenty three. If if we felt like everything was in the rear view and we're a little scared that it was going to happen again, but we were all being told everything's going to be fine. Are they lying to Bruce? Are they lying to us? He's going to get the ball, Smitty. He's finally going to get a shot. I think we still go into it very skeptical. But we're literally going into 2023 with the same song and dance that was derailing his career last year. Now we're being told they're going to limit his workload? He doesn't even have a workload, Bruce. Oh, I know. What are you going to do? Limit his eight touches to five? Yeah, he he was a hot pick last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, he was one of the misses I had. I loved I love Swift. And, a lot of us did. And uh, you know, I mean, sure, if they keep saying this, it does devalue his 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 stock, which it might make his value a little bit more tasting. Like if he falls to like with this news, maybe he'll fall to like the sixth, seventh round, and maybe you take a gamble there on him. You know, but. It depends on what they bring in, too. Yeah, you know, he, he's I mean, he's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going near him. Uh, Mike White. I guess it depends on where he fell. He reminds me of Kamara. Like I draft him at the right place. <laughs> uh, Jets coach uh, Robert Salah said free agent QB Mike White should be on a roster on the on the roster in 2023. Should be on the roster in 2023. I was thinking that said on a roster. Like, oh, you started material. He's saying on the roster. Like, his roster. That's good news. I mean, that's good news. I mean, it? yeah, it is It is to me because I'll, I'll tell you why. I don't want him to go somewhere and fail. I want right. him to go to the Jets, be there if they need him. Um, if they miss out on the Aaron Rodgers and Lamar sweepstakes, he's a starter. If Lamar gets hurt, the Jets can win games. If Aaron Rodgers falls off and gets hurt because he's too old, they win games. This is this is potentially still the future uh, quarterback of the team in a very small sense. Like I, I don't think I think he could develop and surprise everybody. Like I th- I thought he was going to kind of do, and then he he kind of didn't when he's finally given the shot. But mm-hmm. he looked like he was going to. I love that he's going to be cra- he's in crafty fashion. This team's gonna have the best back, one of the better backup quarterbacks in the National Football League from a backup mm-hmm. sense. So I like, I really like the idea for what it does for Garrett Wilson, protects him. What it does for for Brees Hall, protects him. I'd rather Mike White not go somewhere else and not be fantasy relevant anyway. Because are you starting Mike White in in, in uh, let's say he goes to, let's say he goes to the Colts? Are you really starting Mike White in fantasy? You're not. You're not. You're not starting. No, but he might be. He might be my bye week quarterback. But what? He has JT and and Pittman. Wouldn't you rather him commit his services and swear his oath 
to uphold the 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 values of Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson should they ever need I it. would. There you go. I would. That's why but I like it. here's the thing. I want him to be my starter. I, I want him to be the starter. I don't I'd be like, okay, I'll sign Mike White. You're going to be our guy. Yeah, but he no could be the— No more talk about Derek Carr. No more talk about—you know what I mean? But here's the thing. You're our guy. Here's the thing, Brucey. If— uh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Derek. Carr, I'd rather have Derek Carr there as a starter. But if let's say A Rod goes there, if they can lock up Mike White and A Rod comes back for one year, now you've got your your twenty twenty four quarterback, and you don't have to worry about it. You know, you can still try and maybe go out and do something. But I like the idea that if if it's A Rod that lands in 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 New York. This is the perfect backup. Plus, he could learn from Aaron Rodgers. He could he could absorb like a sponge and go into 2024, 2025, maybe being the guy. So I kind of I kind of like him there. I just like him there. I think he protects everybody. I don't think he he blossoms in a in a in a different spot to the point where we for sure know he's not going to get washed out. I'd rather him develop under Aaron Rodgers. Now, if Derek Carr lands in New York, I still like it because of the security it gives that team. If Derek Carr fails or Derek Carr gets hurt. But it's more so an amazing move if Aaron Rodgers is there because he's got a shelf life. And so Mike White would be nice. Um, but he could be a starter because we look at the quarterback carousel board. I mean, Aaron Rodgers goes to, let's just call it the Jets. No, let's call it the Raiders. Aaron Rod- Rodgers to the Raiders. Lamar goes to the Falcons. And Derek Carr goes to the New York Jets, Okay. So now you have the okay. Miami Dolphins that still may or may not be in the quarterback game. Maybe not for a big one. Maybe they bring in a Wentz or they bring in somebody else. You got the Bucks who could either get Jimmy G or they could get uh, Mike White or Carson Wentz or Tyler Huntley. But the Saints, the Bucks, the Colts, and the Panthers, that is, and the Cardinals have to, for a halftime job for half a year. Um, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of clubs that need a starter. So for me, looking at this board, it's Wentz. I mean, we're assuming Danny Dimes is in New York. We're assuming Geno Smith is in Seattle, and they're off the table here. And Jordan Love is starting for the Green Bay Packers. So if we if we look at the who's left, the top three guys are probably Wentz, Mike White, and Jimmy G. Whether you like Jimmy G or not, I'm not a Jimmy G fan. But those are the top guys. So Mike White's probably finding a starting job is my guess. But the rookies, if you insert four rookies into three of these spots or something, then the, the starting jobs get you know consumed. But they still may bring in a Mike White to train and you know bring a rookie along. So you never know. Uh, we got a, we got a twenty dollar hauler here from from Hob G. Hold on, Hob G. Let me pull this up real quick. Appreciate you dropping the twenty dollar hauler. Hav G, let me get a stack for you, bro, and make it rain in the studio. Hav G says, this channel is the greatest show on Turf Smitty to the Moon. Hav G. Appreciate you, Hav G. Hav G's the man, the myth, the legend. All right. Let's see here. Where were we? Uh, Where were we? Bruce. Oh, we were raving raving about Mike White. Like you like them being the backup, like the security blanket. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather I'd rather have them just go somewhere and start. (laughs) I like Like them in Arizona. I'd like them in Arizona. I'd love them to start for the Cardinals for the first half of the season. 
Well, you know, that that's the thing. What if Mike White does go to the Cardinals? I'm just saying you're Cardinals, and he's putting up great numbers. And then Kyler comes back, and then the coach is like, okay, Mike, I know you did really good for us, but we're going to go with Kyler now. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not the long-term guy in, in Gannon's eyes. I know that. But, I mean, I'd, I'd love to have the security of that. We can, I mean, maybe with Mike White, we could win. We could be five, a 500 club by the time Kyler gets back, and who knows what could happen. Um, this here, Evan Ingram is expected to get franchise tagged. Um, he he's a big upside guy, tight end in twenty twenty three. Do you think Evan Ingram's top five? I do. I mean, it depends. Are they, you know, are they going to just have him and Ridley? I mean, if they just have him and Ridley and Etn and Trevor Lawrence, he's one of their best weapons. It depends. And Zay. On... And Zay. Yeah. There's, oh, I mean, there, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of weapons. There. There's a lot of mouse to feed, but but I think Evan Ingram's yeah. got he's he's a special. He's got a special rapport with uh, Trevor Lawrence, the law dog. Yeah. I I think uh, Ingram does have top ten. T- I'm sorry, top five to seven, top five to seven tight end value. For yeah, sure. he's like the one that he, like he's him. the one. Uh, the way I look at it is he's the one where he when when Lawrence was in trouble. Okay, I'm just going to go to him. He's my guy. Yeah, he really had a good year. He had a really good year. And, and he had a real impressive year, too. It wasn't just, like, good statistically. It was, like, you noticed that he was, like you said, a, a security blanket. He was there. He was he was, uh, he was, was a dog. So I, I like yeah. Ingram a lot. So that's, that's the last piece of news. If anybody wants to dial into the show, phone number is on the screen. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Phone numbers on screen. Dial in, Brucey. What else you got? Uh, let me see. Oh, who do you think's going to win this uh, quarterback battle if they have a battle between Purdy and Lance? Um, Purdy and Lance. Um, I think that I mean Purdy can't even be involved in the quarterback battle, so Pur- Purdy just has to sit on the sideline. Pur- Purdy. My prediction for Purdy, and I hate to be the 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 pessimistic one is that they get in there and I don't know if you remember the initial reports, but they said we got to go in to see and then we can determine whether he needs the Tommy John or he could do the bridge. And then all of a sudden he sees a couple of specialists and they're like, we're going to do the bridge. It's like, what happened about going into the elbow to see? And we didn't hear anything about there. The swelling was so bad. He wouldn't be able to have surgery if the swelling didn't go down. And then all of a sudden you hear reports that the swelling's too, too much and that he can't have surgery. Well, he's in Arizona, Brock Purdy, right now, get, uh, seeing a specialist to see if the swelling is so bad um, that they that they can't have surgery, you know, next week. So that tells me there's more going on inside with the swelling being still present, and probably has to do with Shanahan throwing him back on the field, you know, playing playing on a torn UCL. They took him out for a reason. He tore his UCL, and they put him back in because they didn't have a quarterback. Um. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like I feel like we're gonna hear that they need to do the Tommy Johns. I think they they walk into the they walk into the surgery, open it up, and they either they either find out ahead of time, or they 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 make a call then that Tommy John was the way to go. That if he wants to be a hundred percent, because Tommy John, there's a lot of there's a lot of reports that his UCL will be stronger than ever. Sometimes people have Tommy John and it actually gets stronger, their, their, their UCL or their arm. 
if you do this bridge thing, this guy's just starting his career. You're really going to send him out trying to play 10 plus years on a, on a bridge like situation. I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel I like mean, we have enough information on that working mm-hmm. for a quarterback to to act to act like it's a great move. So the fact that he has so mm-hmm. much swelling, I bet you it's way more damaged than they think. And I don't yeah. think he necessarily should have the bridge. And if he doesn't, then we're looking at him being out the entire year, in my opinion. Yeah, because the pitchers they miss a uh, a full season, and theirs is like a hundred. Uh... 182 games if yeah, people, they have that Tommy John. People keep saying six months he'll be back. Well, no, I, I don't. If they bring him back in six months, Bruce, he's going to get re-injured. Yeah, that's why Shanahan's the worst fantasy football coach. He's not in the NFL, but fantasy football-wise, he's the worst. Yeah, it's crazy. He's the worst. He needs to have, he needs to have the Tommy John for the lo- longevity of his career. It's, it's a shortcut. I mean, it's a shortcut by design. Instead of repairing the entire UCL, they're doing some sort of bridge right here. Like, and I, I don't know how the Tommy John exactly looks inside when they do it, but that's a different surgery. They're doing a bridge. And to me, the, the definition of the bridge, it sounds right. like, a, a, like a makeshift like fix to me. And I, I don't know a ton about it, but all I know is that we have evidence that Tommy John, at the end of the day, may not hold him back from having a long career. I don't know that we have enough evidence that a young kid like him getting a bridge type of UCL repairs is going to not lead to further problems down the road, but we'll see. Um, Roger says, I'd rather have Ingram over Kyle Pitts. That's an interesting one. Let's put that on the on the on the which one uh situation we got here. So we had London and Watson before. You guys know my answer there. So this is uh it was Ingram and Kyle Pitts. Hmm. hmm. I know what I'm gonna do. What would you what would you do, Bruce? I would do Ingram. Until the, the until Pitts gets an if Pitts gets an actual quarterback, well then I'm taking Pitts all day. Does, you're right on, now, you're on the clock, Ingram. Bruce. You're on the clock. You don't have the luxury of waiting oh, well, for well, for, take, for Captain Obvious to pull up. And, I'll take, uh, oh, I'll take Ingram. Okay, you take Ingram. You don't want to mess around with 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 uh, Lady Luck or Chance. I, on the other yeah. hand, Bruce, am a gambling man, and I. <laughs> Am banking on Kyle Pitts getting the quarterback he so desires and deserves. Even if I'm wrong, and let's say Ritter is the guy that the, the Falcons roll with, uh, I'm still feeling like we haven't seen Ritter and Pitts, you know, develop together because we were watching Mariota not throw the ball to Kyle Pitts all season. Regardless, the answer is Pitts, but if Pitts gets Lamar, Everyone and their mother is going to be on this side of this at the end of the day. Give me Kyle. Give me Kyle. Give me the guy that's had the best tight end season for a rookie in the history of the NFL that people keep people keep forgetting because of his sophomore year. Someone throw another one out. Throw another one out, broskies. Um, I don't blame you, though, Brucey. I love Ingram, and he's borderline top five. So are we really, you know, we're pulling at uh, 
straws here. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> uh... Terry Roberts dropping a $20 holler. Terry Roberts, let's go. Let me get a stack for Terry. Make it rain. He says, at Hav G, I will match you. Love you, Smitty. Thank you, my guy, Terry Roberts. Appreciate you, Terry Roberts, making it rain in the studio. I got one. You what? I I got one for you, I think. What? Herbert or Lawrence? That's a good one. I hate when people say, like, uh, Burrow and Hurts, you know. So this is a good one. So T-Law and Justin... I'm going to roll with the law dog for now. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. I'm like Brucey on this one. I'm I'm waiting for Captain Obvious. Once this guy gets wide receivers, once his situation changes, they're, they're talking about Keenan Allen being released, not being released. I don't even know if I care because he's getting older and, and I want them to draft like a Quentin Johnson or someone like that. They do have the number 22 overall draft pick, right? 21? They have the 21 overall draft pick, so maybe the Chargers make a big move and bring in a Quinton Johnston or a Addison or someone like that, and they fall. Uh, but for me, I, I, I just think T-Law is just getting going. I really like him, but it's very, very close for me. It's very, very close. Uh, showing Smitty mad love. He puts in the work. Thank you, Hobgees. Ha, appreciate you, my guy. But th- this is tough for me. I mean, we've seen him fail. We've seen him fail, and I think that's that's pressuring us to to want to like wait and to to see him rebound. Herbert's so talented. Part of me feels like I'm making a a snap judgment on this one and, and being bitter about how he failed us. I'm I'm admitting that. I feel a little bias right now, a little little uh little pressure to stay away until we see him rebound. Because T Law T Law's got top six potential upside though. I really really do think Trevor Lawrence. Like, I, I think it, even if I'm wrong on this, you know, picking these two, it's going to be a very small margin. Like, this guy's just getting going. Um, what he did at the end of the year was, it was unbelievable. You know, he showed a lot of grit and the ability to, I think this could be a, I don't want to say Peyton Manning type guy, because I don't think he can crack the top four, but he could easily be at number five. Like, he could be a staple at QB5 for like, a decade if he develops properly. He's getting Ridley. ETN's coming on strong. He didn't even throw the ball to ETN last year. So there's so much room for uh, improvement. I feel like the ceiling I feel like the ceiling is endless. And he's just we're only seeing him do a little bit when the ceiling is totally wide open. You know what I mean? We don't know how high he'll go, but there's yeah. certainly no cap to him. We just need to see how high he can take it. Uh, Hod says, anyone not picking Herbert? Okay, hold on. This is me. So I haven't read the rest of this yet. I, we'll see what he says. I stopped reading. And I'm going to use the megaphone because he's speaking about me. Because I'm one of these people. Anyone not picking Herbert don't really understand how everything went wrong last year. Okay, that's not that bad. I thought I was going to say doesn't understand football or... <laughs> I mean, I. but the thing is, Hod, I do understand. Because I watch and, and, and report on it all day long. I understand what went wrong, Hod, 
And I get why you want Herbert, and I don't blame you. You know, Herbert, look, I had Herbert in my top two to three, bouncing all over at one, one point last year, at two, at three, at one. I was going back and forth, and we all loved Herbert. Herbert's the goat. He'll punch you in the throat. We, you know, sometimes we get caught up in loving a guy so much on the channel that, you know, we're, we're a little blind to the potential that he could have a bad season or he may not like Herbert. We, we were, we were all in on Herbert. We are as a show, a community, we're all in on Herbert. He still has to prove it to me before I feel like he's a guarantee to be in the conversation of that top four. I think Herbert, Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Lamar are are all sitting there in round two in tier two. And I don't think it's crazy to, to think any one of them could be the number five at any point. So Herbert could be that five guy. Uh, Herbert two in passing, cracked rib, shoulder, three wide receivers out. Problem is though, you don't have the wide receiver problem fixed. Um, it's it's you know until they bring in another wideout, I'm not trusting that wide receiver crew. Mike Williams plays four four good games a year, maybe three good games a year. Why would Smitty ever ever want Mike White to stay on the Jets? That's like saying if A Rod stays in Green Bay, wanting Love to stay. Well, because he could learn from the best one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and it protects Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. If A Rod goes down, this team could still win. This team could this team could win a Super Bowl with Mike White in there if they let's say are twelve wins. Aaron Rodgers goes down. I think it's a very nice move for the Jets. It's more about the Jets than it is Mike White. I don't want Mike White to go to Indianapolis and fail. I want Mike White to go somewhere where if Aaron Rodgers comes to New York and plays one year, well, Ron he's going to set Mike White up to be the future there. You know, potentially. So I, I think it's a it's more of a long game. Not so much uh, about the the immediate like you know get him out there. I'm greedy. I want I want him to start anywhere. Just give him a starting job. Well, I want him to have the, the right starting job. Uh, Smitty, I need to know your thoughts on Rashad White going into next year. Brucey, how you feeling about Rashad White? Uh, oh, Bruce, you said you're oh. going to give me. Let's do Rashad White and somebody. Rashad White and who? Give me a give me an equivalent. Uh, I guess EPN. That's not close. Uh, yeah, give me someone else. Somebody else in the in the chat. Give me a give me a name a comparable for Rashad White, because Etienne's Madison. Way... Madison. Madison. I don't think you know. I don't think he. If he, I mean, is he going to land a starting job somewhere? Is that your prediction? Oh, I think he, yeah. Okay. Because they're not going to get rid of Cook. They love him too much. But Madison, there's not a lot of openings. Like, where would he go? Here, we'll, we'll start this off. Ready? And on this episode of the... Oh, Rashad White. I, until Madison gets a job, like... There's, uh, Pierce is a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Brucey, yeah, I appreciate it. it. Just I don't think Madison's going to get a starting job. But maybe you will. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Brucey, you've been right before on things like that. And I've gone against you. And, you know, you never know, bro. This is more of a realistic one for, for the current moment in time. Rashad White or, or Damian Pierce. I love both these guys. I, I, I do. I love both of them. Um, both their situations are kind of up in the air right now. I think Damian Pierce may have the better long-term situation. Rashad White potentially has maybe the better current situation because if Leonard Fournette is released... 
and let's say Trask is even competent, then I think Rashad White could have a pretty you know, useful year and utilized a ton. Damian Pierce, it all depends on this quarterback they draft. If they draft the right quarterback, and let's say they take uh, Bryce Young, he starts, they they, pull, they bring in a wide receiver. Remember, the, the Texans have the 12 and the 2. So what if they take a... Uh, whoops. What if they take a wide receiver? Let's go to the NFL draft board. What if they take a wide receiver at this 12 pick? So the Texans draft, let's say, Bryce Young, and then they take a Quentin Johnston or Jackson Smith and Jigba. And now all of a sudden you got you got a nice little squad. You got a Houston Texans team that's going to pr- probably surprise a lot of people. Um, where was I? Where was I at, Bruce? Oh, here. Oh, Pierce versus the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, this is tough, man. This one's tough. What do you guys think in the chat? Drop your vote. I'm going to say... I feel like this... I feel like the Texans are more likely to be on the way up. I feel like the Tampa Bay Bucks are... They have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, so you think, oh, God, they're loaded. They're going to be fine, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for now, until we know what until we know what this team looks like, until we know what the quarterback situation looks like, and, and I'm going to predict that it's not going to go super well, I'm going to say give me Damian, who, who is uh, an aggressive between-the-tackles monster. But I love Rashad White. I like both these guys. It's a very, It's a very good one. This is a very good oh, question. I'm going white. <laughs> I'm going white. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame you. I, I, I like it. I like White. He's he's a fantastic running back. Uh, couldn't agree. Thing, even if they go with Trask, everyone says like like you said, White or yeah, White's going to learn from Rodgers. Well, Trask learned from Tom Brady. True. So I like him going in. True. True, Brucey. Not gonna lie, you know, there's there's some some reason to that. He also had a pretty good college season. Um, came in as a, a pretty decent, you know, prospect, and then he just kind of got lost in the in the weeds, you know, of Tom Brady. Let's see if we got another question here. Uh, let white go and grow. Let white go and grow. We know he's ready. Smitty, you get that pizza? I did get pizza last night. I, I certainly did. Um, and I've already eaten dinner already. I'm so disappointed. Usually I eat when I get off the show, and I already ate, ate an early dinner, and now I've eaten twice already. And I, I, I try and eat once because I'm intermittent fasting about four times a week, and now if I eat again, it'll be a third meal. And there's going to go my all my progress. There you go, Swaggy. You and Smitty agree on something. I don't know what we agreed on. Was it was this, <laughs> was it Damian Pierce? Uh, Dobbins versus one. White and Pierce. I, I'm not like I don't hate J.K. Dobbins. Um, a lot of people think I do. I just I don't love the situation. So if it was Damian Pierce and Dobbins, it's it's Damian Pierce. If it was uh, Dobbins. And and Rashad White, it would be Rashad White. Right. Pollard and Barkley, uh, you know, it's funny at first. You're like, how can you compare that? Well, you can. That's a good one. 
I mean, it obviously depends on where they are. I think you'd be smart to lean Barkley. Not that Pollard can't be better than Barkley, but I think Barkley Barkley's also in very good position to land in, in a very good spot. Why? Because he's either in worst case scenario back where he's been doing very well in under under Brian Dable. Or he's going to his team of choice and he's gonna probably pick a very good spot. So as much as we love Pollard, Pollard's more of the upside guy. Pollard's capable of getting right next to Barkley in terms of value if the right things go a certain way in Dallas. But I think you got you gotta roll with Barkley and 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 hope that he's going somewhere better or the same. I'm I'm in your boat. Everything you just said. Yeah, he uh, he's you know he's a stud. Um, Pollard is a stud too, what but about, we, uh, we got some concerns about usage because of McCarthy and he wants to run the ball. But let's see him do it with with Pollard. I'm excited about it. Let's see him do it with Pollard. Okay, what what else? Yeah, get rid of him. Higgins versus Judy. Higgins versus Judy. That one should be pretty easy. However, I do think Judy could have a rebound year, but this one's pretty simple for me. It's a low-end wide receiver one here under Joseph Cigar Smoke and Burrow, or at least a super high-end wide receiver two. I think we'll be lucky, lucky if we see Judy stay healthy, A, and B, produce what would be equivalent to high-end wide receiver two numbers. I feel like his his floor is where his ceiling is. I feel like they could meet and overlap, but if they overlap, that means Judy's at his high and, dig, and Higgins is at his low. You know, they overlap a little. Like, could Judy outscore him? Yeah, if Higgins had his worst year and Judy had his best year. But if they both do mediocre, I think Higgins is in a tier above Judy. Yeah, because I was thinking I do like Higgins and I do like Judy, but I'm kind of leading towards Judy because of Sean Payton and he might be able to revive Russ. And, you know, Russ is a top 10 quarterback and but then you got Joe Burrow and I'm like, eh, what Eat. is Sean Payton going to do? There we go right here. Which side would you rather have? ETN or Pollard? Which side would you rather have? Brucey, ETN or Pollard? ETN. Chat, what do you think? I'm going to go with ETN as well, but I do love both of them. They feel very, this is a good one. They feel very similar. I, but I'm drafting, the reason I'm going to say ETN with confidence is I'm drafting ETN 10 times out of 10 above Pollard. But I love Pollard, and I feel like Pollard could be as good. But the cost of entry is lower. So if you were to ask me this question over again, and you say, Smitty, which is the better value? The answer would be Pollard. If we're talking about better value, if we're talking about who would I draft higher, who do I feel is better, who would I rather have if I could, if all things were equal and I could just pick one, the answer would be ETN. 
but there's good value in Pollard. There's amazing value in Pollard, especially if he ends up falling. Like we talked about this on the channel a lot. If Zeke Elliott gets restructured, guess what happens to Pollard's value? Goes down. Everybody's worried about Pollard. Oh my God, Zeke's back. Same thing as Melvin Gordon. It's oh my God, this is Melvin Gordon 2.0. Oh my God, Zeke, they're retaining Zeke. They're good. Jerry loves him. Jerry, Smitty, don't you know Jerry loves Zeke? He loves him. They're bringing him back. He's going to use him. And that's going to drive Pollard's value down. So if we're talking about value, this is the answer. If we're talking about who's going to actually outscore the other, I think it probably is Travis Etienne. But it's very, very close and very arguable. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, the, you know, if you really... If I would, right now, I'm taking Etienne... But if they get rid of Zeke, oh, I'll take Pollard all day. If. Yeah. Um, That's the biggest. This show or other shows Brucey, you're up. This show. Correct. Which side would you rather have? That's correct, Bruce. Okay, uh, Zeke or Lenny? <laughs> uh, <Hey> Zeke. <laughs> Zeke or Lenny? Oh, boy. Do I have to answer this one? Zeke or Lenny? Good Lord. <laughs> um, what, what, if, if, Lenny's, if Lenny's released, let's walk through this. Where does he go? I let's speculate. Where does he go? No, he's gonna he's gonna be released on the fifteenth. He can't be. Yeah, they're gonna release him on the fifteenth for the contract. Um, where does he go? Like like I pointed out already, there's not any job openings for a guy like that. For a guy like Zeke, a guy like uh, Fournette, there's just too many really good rookie running backs. And then on top of it, you have Pollard, Montgomery, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley, and Madison. <laughs> I'm big on Madison this year. I'm really high on him. I can't it's funny. I'm looking. I'm looking up Fournette on Roto uh, on NBC Sports, and they show him as a free agent already. But he's he wasn't officially <laughs> released. Um, he's he's going to be a cut during the offseason. It says this will pencil in Rashad White as a starter. Uh, NFL Network's um, reporting that the Buccaneers will release Leonard Fournette. But I don't think he's officially released. I don't think he's getting released until the 15th. But it's been penciled in. So he's already. Uh, where could he land though? Well if they're going to. Here's my thing. And I might be thinking dumb. But if they're going to. They claim in Detroit. What they're going to do to him. Uh, Swift. Anyway they could put money in there. Just to take some volume away. I don't think he even comes close. To landing a starting job. Like not even close. No, no. So so Zeke restructuring in Dallas probably still gets him like six TDs. You know, I think Zeke will still be used, but you have to. You you, you. McCarthy wants to run the damn ball. He said so. They need a a, a guy that's going to take some of the load off Pollard. You don't want Pollard running twenty five times a game. So I'm going to go Zeke here, but like I don't. That's just because of touchdowns. I, I don't know where Lenny's going to even be playing. Yeah, I took Zeke too, but like I said, that's my opinion on where Lenny might end up 
if what this Dan Campbell keeps saying, I want to uh, lower uh, lower DeAndre Swift's yeah, Swift workload. Had, that, Swift had five carries and two catches a game. Let's lower that to four and one. Let's give him six touches a game instead of seven. I don't think Swift can handle it. And and he can play in a load management. He's going to play every other game. Uh, London or Alave from from, uh, Ron Navy. Hold on, let me get the super chat. $5 holler from my boy Thomas. Hey, Smitty. Just became a loyal member. Love the show. Looking forward to more Dynasty podcasts. Um, thoughts on Seattle possibly drafting Anthony Richardson? Uh, good question and and good uh, topic about the Dynasty Channel. The Dynasty Channel. We're gonna go live tonight on the Dynasty Channel and and hopefully go forward. We're live every single day, or there's a one video upload a day on the Dynasty Channel. I just dropped the, the link right now, so go to that Dynasty Channel. Please subscribe, and we're going to be doing a video every single day whether it's a live stream or upload on the Dynasty channel. So let me pin that that link right now so you guys can all subscribe to the new Dynasty channel. Let's blow it up. Let's do Dynasty every single night or day. Every single night or day we're doing one video. That's the goal. We might slip up here or there, but I'm going to try and make up for it and have two videos on days. Okay, back to Ron Navy's question. And I appreciate that, Thomas. Thank you so much. Um, And thoughts on Richardson to, real quickly, Richardson to... Seattle, uh, Seattle has this um, five pick, and it depends on what they do with Gino. If they sign Gino to a big contract e- extension, then I think they they will not draft Richardson. If they don't even franchise tag Gino and he walks and hits free agency, then Richardson's going number five, <laughs> or or there's a real strong shot at it. All right, back to. Uh, Appreciate that super chat and the question. Great question. Brucey, London or Alave? Speak your mind. Alave. Alave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just think he, he's too good, you know. Yeah. And even if, when Kamara goes down, because I know he is, well, hopefully, he's going to be like their only weapon on offense. And, and, and not MC, that... NC sucks. <laughs> and not that where you get placed on the on the moon man list determines your rank because some of the guys added later are gonna be better than the guys added earlier there's there's been no rhyme or reason to the order other than i want to get the word out as quick as i can as far away as as the player is gonna you know rise up like if i start worrying about god everyone's gonna get on board with uh uh london I wanted to make sure I put London on the movement list and I wasn't going to mess around anymore. So, like, it, it's, it's not about that. Like, London could be better than Olave. Olave could be better than London. It doesn't matter the order release. But these are both moon men right here. The moon men. Dropping loads and, in outer space. And so, you know, these guys are both moon men. Wilson, Olave, London. Space Moses. Kyle Pitts, Zay Flowers, the first rookie, maybe the only rookie wide receiver. And we got the the rookie RBs. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say Alave. Alave's the guy for me if I have to choose between these two gentlemen. So I'm gonna go ahead and punch the. Uh, let me get these guys back on here. I'm gonna go ahead and punch the Alave side. Uh, he's 
he's more capable of surviving. We've seen it already. You know, no matter what his situation looks like, he's dynamic. He can run the ball. He can be a, a, a short yardage receiver. He could be a sideline wide receiver. He could be, you know, a slant guy. Um, and then he can be a deep threat because when Winston was in the lineup, he led the league, I believe, Alave, in air yards. There were more yards between his quarterback and when he caught the football air yards than any player, I think, in the National Football League when Winston was under center. And I don't think it was close. I think it was by a wide, a wide amount, like a wide margin. London, I love. I think London, I think they're both going to be top 10 wide receivers. But if I had to pick one that was safer, I would say Alave. They're almost ranked exactly the same, but I just feel like Alave is safer. That's what I would say. But it, the moment Lamar lands in Atlanta, ah, and and let's say Alave doesn't get a, a good quarterback, they get it, they're pulling Jimmy G, I'm switching to London. You know what I mean? So it, it definitely is dependent on the quarterback situation um, but, but like I said we got to be predictive and I'm going to say what if Derek Carr goes to New Orleans what if what if Ritter stays in Atlanta then and Derek Carr goes to New Orleans and it's Lave by a mile let's say Carson Wentz goes to New Orleans or whatever and London gets Ritter then you know Lave stays the top ranked guy yeah Adams or Diggs all right, Brucey, this one's for you. Adams. I'll take Adams. I'll take you. Because, look, he had he, – he had – I know people are going to say Derek Carr's a good quarterback, but look at his numbers from when he left Aaron Rodgers to Carr. It didn't actually drop off that bad. No, he had 100, 100 catches, uh, 1,600 yards, uh, 14 touchdowns, I believe, off the top of my head. I don't know if that's exact, but I'm pretty sure that was the number. I'd probably say, boy, I mean, current moment, Diggs as his quarterback, Adams doesn't have anybody. And we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is leaving. He might go to New York. If he goes to New York, then it's a rookie or Jordan, or no, Jordan Love. Jordan Love's not getting traded. But like, let's say Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Then Jordan Love potentially is on the table for the Raiders. But if, if Aaron Rodgers goes to New York, Jordan Love's off the table because he stays in Green Bay. Uh, Lamar's not going to the, to the Raiders. It's like a bad quarterback option or a rookie. So I think because of that potential. <sighs> Man. I just don't. I don't trust the Raiders right now, bro. I don't know what it Whoa. is. I If I had to pick, I'd rather just pick. They're very close anyway. Why not pick the safer option? You know, did Diggs ever recant what he said? Because well, I remember there was a point in time I, it came out that he requested a, a trade because they didn't throw him the ball in the playoff game. I don't know if he ever recanted that or whatever. He if he apologized, but supposedly they say he were he requested a trade because they didn't throw him the ball in a playoff game. And like you're a crybaby. Yeah, uh, Thomas well, is I. I had him in Minnesota because I'm a Vikings fan. And we traded him to Buffalo and we got Justin Jefferson in that deal. And, hey, man, 
I got a ten times better receiver, so <laughs> Yeah. I agree. Um uh Thomas says he saw Mel Kuyper and Richardson going to Seattle even with Dino. I don't know if they they may franchise tag Gino and do that, but I don't think that they're going to sign him to a big deal and then draft Richardson. But I hear you on the other. Waddle and Diggs is a is a or I'm sorry, Waddle and Garrett Wilson. So Garrett Will, G Will, and Waddle. Let's run it back. I, I, look, I like Waddle a lot. But he's not even the number one on his team. And I'm not saying that that totally rules him out of being better than a guy like Garrett Wilson, who is yet, un, you know, he's unproven, but showed a lot of promise. But this is a guy, Garrett Wilson, I think is a top five wide receiver in 2023. So, and I draft him ahead of Waddle. Like when I'm, let me put it this way. When I'm on the clock at pick number 23 or 24 overall in a best ball draft, promo code Smitty at underdog fantasy where they match up to $100 in your first deposit. And I'm going to, you know what we're going to start doing, by the way, Brucey? We're going to start doing private drafts on underdog fantasy. You know what I'm saying when I say oh. private drafts? If you pay already, then you're in. No. And we're closing it out. Well, I mean, kind of, but I'm going to put a link in the chat and we're going to do a 12-person right. draft that only the people that click on the link in the chat can get into. And while the prizes aren't in that that you know the million dollar range and all that, let's say it's a twelve dollar draft, it'll be twelve dollars times twelve, so there'll be one hundred forty four dollars in the pot, and they probably pay for a second, third. But we're gonna do a lot of private drafts where we're all together, and we're all riding through the entire season together. And sometimes there's you know three dollar entries, sometimes there's twelve, sometimes there's twenty. Um, we can do all kinds of different you know price points or whatever. I think there's like a $12 one. So $12 will be a good one to do that under. And and that'll be fun. We can all draft together. We can all stay in the league all year long. We can bring it up and trash talk during the year. Uh, we might even do we might even do away with the Cooper Cup League style and just do this. And I know some people can't participate and I, I feel bad for that. But managing it is so hard for me. And I'm I'm such a bad manager of a league system. You know, the way that I... I might still try and do the Cooper Cup League if I can get someone to run the entire thing for me. I'll have to pick somebody that, that's capable of doing that. Brucey, if you're volunteering, let me know. Because uh, I don't I don't have the time to even dig into the winners and do it. Like, I, it took me forever to announce the Cooper Cup winner to ver validate that it was counting week 16, 17 and all that. And so I, I'm going to... I think we'll do a Cooper Cup League, but I just need someone to run it. And everything else we're going to do on Underdog, doing private drafts. Uh, Ron Navy, ninety nine point nine percent of wide receivers are divas. We all know this exactly. It's something to do with you know they're the end result of the play, and so they feel like they are the the difference maker at the end of it. They're the ones in the end zone. Something to do with when you're in the end zone, you are the spotlight's on you to perform. So I think a lot of it has to do with that. You're the you're the playmaker that's expected to be the show. You know, while the RB can be a little dramatic too, they have that tougher diva feel because they're grinding it out all game and being the tough workhorse. 
but yeah, wide receivers is something to do with being in the spotlight, catching the football, dancing around, egotistical, uh, you know, making crazy catches. Uh, it's probably the one position that feels almost like it's the most. Um, everything's a team is a team sport, but the wide receiver position feels like it's the most capable of being an individual sport at moments during the game, and I think that feeds the ego. That's my theory, anyway. Oh, I'm not, did you hear that? I'm kind of happy you might have went on about this. I might have missed it, but the GM of the Vikings said that before anything else this offseason, their biggest concern is re-signing Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to do the fifth-year option or anything. That they're just gonna pay him like this amount. Hey, you're good. Uh, drop a drop mm-hmm. a, a buster boom player and i'll do that one yeah jj i mean he needs to be bro you can't let that the salary cap's going up if you wait for two years jj is gonna get so much more ridiculous of a, of a price point you got you gotta you gotta re-up him now yeah and i don't see anybody being well my homes is right now but anybody acting like tom brady where he takes all these pay cuts just to get his weapons just to win rings I think Mahomes is the only one. I don't, I don't see anyone else going to do that. Brucey. Dalvin Cook. What's that? Dalvin Cook. Oh, I'd get Will rid of him. Will he be bossed or fired? He's horrible. Okay. He's, he's horrible. I'm going to say the cost of entry sometimes is entertaining in a best ball draft promo. Code Smitty on Underdog Fantasy. Link is pinned in the live chat. Uh, I'm going to say that the cost of entry is intriguing at times for Dalvin Cook. But ultimately, this guy's shoulder looks like, uh, I don't know, like they, they, if, they, if they were to pull King Tut out of, you know, whatever uh, whatever museum he's in right now, and they were to do an MRI on his shoulder and do an MRI of Dalvin Cook's, they might look exactly the same. I don't think you can tell them apart. Dalvin Cook's shoulder is mangled. He's had shoulder surgeries I believe above five or six of them, and, and in terms of he his did labor, this one, he's he had did one this year, and we had to pay him two million dollars. He's had so many shoulder surgeries. I honestly think that King Tut's shoulder, uh, his labrum and ball and socket looked be- in better shape than Dalvin Cook's. I, I I just I think he I think Dalvin Cook had a had a decent year considering the offense kind of went more pass heavy. But if you owned him. You kind of know, and I, I I didn't own him in a lot of leagues, but I mean, I watch every play pretty much. And so I, I, I absorb it a little differently than most people. But Dalvin Cook, when you're watching the games, it's like he, he, he skated by a lot of the times. By the end of the game, it was like, oh, he'd rip off this long run and salvage the day. And then you'd be like, okay. Then the next week, he'd be like very limited, and then he'd rip off this big run and salvage the day. And you can't really take away from what he did. Um, uh, uh, we have 81 people in here and we only have 56 thumbs up, says Terry, so punch that thumb up button. I just think he skated by. And I feel like the decline's well, here. The injury risk is here. The off-the-field issues, we haven't even heard if that was resolved entirely. And and I'm not saying well, that's with, for... With you, Cook, you always have to draft his backup. Yeah. You know, you always have to... They, like, Madison was that guy. But I don't think he's going to be there anymore. Well, now it's Ty Chandler. You know, Ty Chandler is a pretty decent backup, and he's kind of a, a nice little guy to grab. Cook is free agent. 
they're going to let him go to help with the cap trouble that they're in. Um, he's not. Yeah, he's not a, a restricted. He's not an unrestricted free agent, but he's uh, his contract is. Let's see. I'm gonna pull it up. Because I know you wouldn't take a pay cut. I remember that. Yeah, he's not a restricted. He's not a free. He's not a free agent. He's. Um, He is Ronnie signed through 2020. He's a free agent in 2026, so he's not a free agent. Um, he's not on a free agent board for one, so I know that. But I just wanted to get his exact contract on here. So here's Dalvin Cook's contract, and this will tell us whether he can be cut or not because there'll be an extremely good or bad dead cap. 2023 highlighted line. His dead cap is six mil. Not the end of the world. Um, I think they cut him in 2024, though, for a three mil cap hit, dead cap. So Dalvin Cook's probably, I'd imagine, with the team. He's only costing 10 mil, anyways. But Dalvin Cook will probably be released next year, I would guess. I would guess. Dalvin Cook is a bust, in my opinion. Don't go near him in 2023 unless he is a fantastic. Smithy says bust. A fantastic, like, running back bench piece for you. Um, yeah. Ron's, Ron thinks they'll cut him. They could. You never know, they but I, I don't I don't think, maybe. Maybe. I All hope right. they do and then keep resign Madison. All right, next name. Dylan. This one's tough because I've been drafting Dylan a lot. And I kind of like him. But. I don't know that I want to put him in the fire list. So sometimes like this is tough. I'm forcing myself to go in one direction. I should have a button neither bust or fire. But this is forcing me to make a decision. I'm going to say. I don't know that I love this situation without Aaron Rodgers enough. I, I like it for Watson. I think especially if Green Bay's like down, they're going to be throwing the ball a ton, right? I'm going to say it depends on his ADP. I'm going to say if he ends up going as like a water or a running back three or a flex, I'm okay with it. So I think it all depends on his ADP. So I'm going to do. I'm going to hit the button twice. I'm going to say if you can get him as your flex running back or first bench running back which depends on how you build Smitty says fire then I would say fire if if we're talking about him being like your running back too Smitty says bust alright one more and then I'm out of here and I'll see you guys later tonight um James Connor someone give me one good name one player one good player. Hopkins? Who? Hopkins? Will he be bossed or fire? Smitty says bust. I don't hate Hopkins. I think where he goes is entire you know obviously where he goes is going to depend you know it's going to depend on that 
And I think that Fields thrown to Hopkins would be fantastic, but he is getting older. The PED thing concerns me. And sometimes, and this is total speculation, I have no facts on this, this is just my opinion, that players that struggle with PEDs and wean off them and do all that, they end up getting like hurt. And at his age, I do worry about that. So at the cost of entry, which you guys are drafting this guy in the third round, Hopkins on, on best ball, underdog fantasy best ball drafts has a late third round ADP. That is too high. I'm 100% out on Hopkins if you're draft. If you're telling me he has to be my third drafted player, that's where his ADP is. End of third round, sometimes top of four, but a lot of times end of third round. No thanks. He's he's too old for that. He, he's got one good year left, and then he starts missing time, even if he plays well when on the field. So I'm going to say uh, negative on that Ghost Rider. All right, guys, I'm live Monday through Friday. Brucey, I'm going to let you go. Uh, call in tonight, pal, if, you, if you're right. around. Appreciate you, pal. Uh, I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Monday through Friday. Hopkins is in the way. Um, I'm also live whenever news breaks. That means if something breaks in 10 minutes, I, you know, I'm going live. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight, roughly. That means I'm probably going live tonight. Sometimes I'm, I'm – this is always uh, – Locked in. Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Every time. This right here, always locked in. News breaks, even if it's an hour later or five minutes after, I go live to discuss and break down. This right here is the only never guaranteed. I'm probably not going to announce when I'm not going live on a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There will be times where I don't if things just kind of, if, if crap hits the fan. But uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for the most part, I'm live at midnight Eastern. If I don't go live right around midnight or, or like 1230, good chance I'm not going live. But usually I do. I'll see you all probably tonight because tonight is Thursday. Peace out. Appreciate all the super chats. I think I got them all. Thank you, Ron, for the super chat. Uh, the couple super chats Ron dropped. Thank you so much, Ron. Hob G's. With a $20 hauler, appreciate that. Terry Roberts with a $20 hauler. Thomas with a $5 hauler. And then again, Ron Navy's with Ron Navy with his couple of super chats. I will see you guys all most likely tonight. Get on over to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. That link is pinned in the live chat. And we usually draft at midnight. So if you want to be a part of a draft, I suggest you click on the link now and get ready and buckle up.